This week's episode is brought to you by SketchWallet. SketchWallet is excited to announce that their brand new, beautifully made canvas option is finally available and flying off their virtual shelves. Not sure what a SketchWallet is? Well, it's a high quality, portable wallet for artists on the go, designed to carry a mini sketch pad, pencil, and other wallet items. Haven't seen the canvas or classic leather sketch wallet yet? Head to sketchwallet.com tan to see all of their durable art supplies for creatives on the move. Again, that's sketchwallet.com T-A-N. This is the Animation Network. With this podcast, you get to tune in every week to hear top industry professionals in my network discussing network animation. Our goal here is to bring you effective tips, tricks, secrets, and practices for breaking into and navigating through the current landscape of TV animation. I'm your host, Chris Wimberly. Thanks for tuning into the network today. everyone welcome back i'm here to bring you another new episode and this episode is extra special because it's my last one i know crying crying tears tears i've had a great time doing these interviews and working on the podcast so i am really sad to go and that this is my last one but even with all that happening i'm so excited to bring you this episode because what better way to end my run on the show than by interviewing one of the friendliest and coolest people that I know. So not to keep you from this gem of an episode any longer, here's my friend Jeff Trammell. Okay, it's recording and now we're starting. Awesome. So glad to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, I'm like a huge fan, so this is really cool. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad we were finally able to get this together and, and done, especially since we already did Karen's episode. Oh, did um, you? That's awesome. Yeah. So glad to have you on. So why don't we start at the beginning okay. with our usual, give us an introduction of yourself. What do you do? Where do you work? All that fun stuff. All right. My name is Jeff Trammell, and I'm the staff writer on Craig of the Creek at Cartoon Network. Awesome. So how long has it been that you've been in the industry so far now? Hmm, I feel like we came out at the same time. Yeah, I came out in October 2015, so about two and a half years ago, which has flown by, uh, but also feels like just yesterday in a really weird way. Yeah, it's weird how kind of like time just disappears. And you're like, just a second ago, I was in this other place. Um, So before you got into animation, kind of what were you doing? Oh, man. Uh, Before I got into animation, I was living in Detroit, Michigan, and I was a uh, security guard or asset protection agent at Target. So uh, I'd done that for a few months. Before that, I did security, a few other different jobs, uh, Detroit Metro Airport. Um, Yeah, so to look back and say, like, oh, three years ago, I was a security guard, and I'm, like, in L.A., on this podcast is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. And I remember when you were telling me your story, I was like, what? But it kind of just reminds me that, you know, a lot of people in animation, we, everyone just has such different backgrounds. Yeah, definitely. So it's like, you don't always have to go to the like, usual like art school or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I think as long as you're motivated and, you know, like have a drive for this and want to do it and 
a passion and, you know, like willing to work for it, anybody can get out here, you know? Yeah. I think I'm proof of that. (laughs) (laughs) So when did you realize you wanted to be a writer? Um, I think it was the kind of thing where like when I was a kid, my dad would always be like, oh, you're really good at writing. You should write my mom too. And I was like, no, because writing is boring. Cause <laughs> only like I, when I thought of writing, I was just like, oh, books. Like I didn't, it never crossed my mind that you could write for TV or movies. It was just like, okay, well, I guess I'll write books. But I don't want to do that. So um, I was at a video production school in Michigan and somehow I started watching 30 Rock. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, you can wait, these guys write TV. You can get paid to write TV. I want to do that. And um, I think another thing that, like, made me aware of it was around the same time that I started watching 30 Rock, I found out that uh, Donald Glover was a writer on 30 Rock. And I'm like, oh, he's young. He's African-American. He's doing this. I can do this. So I think it was that and, like, knowing that someone else could that that was doing it was someone I was a fan of. that pushed me to be like, oh, I can do it too. I can try. So from there I tried and um, here I am some six or seven years later. Okay. So kind of like what did you do to go from, because at that point you weren't really writing no, at all. No. <laughs> and then you went straight from not really writing at all to ending up in the Nickelodeon's writer's program. Right. Um, for me, uh, I was like, okay, well, how do I start? Uh, well, this is how this guy got noticed, maybe I'll try that. So I started doing sketch comedy, but I actually had a lot of fun with it, and I would do sketches with my friends on YouTube and in our spare time, just kind of like writing stuff, and I also knew I wanted to write like television, so I was like, oh, I need a script. So I found out about spec scripts online, which is basically when you script a version of an existing show, like uh, Bob's Burgers, just to kind of show that like you can write in that world with those characters so I was like okay I'll do one of these I don't know what I'm doing but I'll try it I also um found everything I could online about writing scripts because I didn't know anything Mm -hmm. and just kind of taught myself the do's and don'ts in my mind of like how to write a script and I wrote a script for the office it was really bad (laughs) um but I did it and that was the important thing like I sat on, I scripted out this thing, and I had it. So um, from there, I just kept focusing on sketches, and eventually I found out about the Nick Writing Program. And I was like, this is amazing. You get to take sketch and improv, and they move you out, and it's like all these amazing things that I wanted to do. Um, So I was like, I'll try again. And I wrote two spec scripts for the contest, uh, The League and Bob's Burgers, and entered and like tried to forget about it for months uh because i entered in march and they picked people in like july oh. so it was months of me like did they pick anybody yet no it's only been one day so uh i just tried to forget about it and luckily around summertime they called me and told me i was a quarter finalist and from there i just kind of went through everything until i was one of the four people they picked out of like 2000 entrance oh wow yeah so kind of what was going through your mind during that whole process uh hmm i think uh the first thing i thought was oh i'm really good i shouldn't get my hopes up because i'm not gonna win (laughs) and i didn't tell anybody that i was in the contest except for my girlfriend so 
because I, it was like, cool, I'm doing this, but also like, if I'm not one of the people they pick, I don't want to feel like, I don't want it to be a thing where people ask me about it. Mm. And I'm like, oh no, I, I didn't get it. So it was kind of like my secret. So if I didn't make it, then I knew like I could try next year and you know, like I wouldn't feel embarrassed or disappointed. Um, so I didn't tell anybody. And then as it went on, started picking up steam. I'm like, okay, well, you know, uh, I'm sure everybody gets this point. And then when it was like, okay, well, we want you to fly out to California. It was like, okay, I got to tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I'm the same way where like, if I'm applying for things or doing anything, I want as few people to know as yeah. possible just in case. Yeah. Like, cause I feel like if it's a thing where you talk about it to everyone and everyone's hopes are up too, cause they want you to succeed. And then they're like, Oh, I haven't said that thing. And I'm like, Oh, uh, let's not talk about it. It's not the, you know, as opposed to like being able to walk into the room, like, Hey, I got this job. I'm leaving. Bye. And they're like, Oh my God, that's great. You know, <laughs> Not that I'm leaving. But <laughs> <laughs> totally get it. Totally get it. Um, so, I was saying earlier how we had Karen on the podcast, and for people who haven't heard her episode, um, she's the VP of the Writers Program. Uh, and when she was talking about the program, she was saying it's kind of like a boot camp. Yes, definitely. So I was wondering, what was your experience like, especially coming in as a like a brand new writer? Um, it was intense, but like in a great way, because you make it into this program, and you're like, my script is great. Like I made it this far, I must be like the greatest writer ever and you quickly learn that that's not the case although you are good you can always learn more you can always be better and a big thing for me was like being self-taught I knew certain things like joke structure but I didn't know story structure Mm. so for me to go through that program I learned things that I just didn't know the first time I ever wrote an outline for one of my scripts was in that program and you know that was unbelievably helpful for me because then I worked on Harvey Beaks, which is outline driven. So if I didn't have that skill, I I wouldn't have been able to work on that show and so many other shows like that since then. So um, for me, it was like not just learning stuff about writing, but also learning how to sell yourself and how to come across as a writer and not, you know, just someone who wants to be a writer because that Mm -hmm. was the thing I had to learn too. Like I, had wanted to be a writer for so long and now I am one the day I walk into that building to start that program I'm a writer so Mm. it's carrying myself as such it's talking to people in a way that like shows that I am a capable writer and although I am a fan of these people we're you know pretty much on the same tier so it's about just presenting that and feeling confident and um just doing the best thing that I can, which is just to show them, like, I'm representing this program. This program puts out very capable, talented writers. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like uh, showing yourself off more as, like, a professional and, like, this is what you're doing. This is my craft. Definitely. And not so much like, yeah, it's just like a thing I'm dabbling in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what would you say were three valuable lessons that you kind of learned from the program or that you've taken away from there? Um... Definitely a huge one is just being open and willing to converse about yourself because it's such a hard thing to do, especially like a Midwest guy. I know like I am always worried about coming off as braggadocious or something. Mm. It's not easy for me to talk about myself. 
So this podcast is great. <laughs> <laughs> Now's um, the time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just kind of learning how to talk to people, sell yourself, not be too intimidated. Um, taking improv during the program definitely helped with that. It opened me up. Um, I wasn't, I'm not nearly as shy as I was a few years ago, which, you know, at age 25, I was like, oh, I guess I'm just shy forever. <laughs> so then to be able to like approach people and just kind of talk and be able to mingle and also like build bonds is really cool. Um, I mentioned story structure was unbelievably helpful for me. Um, just learning like how to build up stuff, all those lost moments, like bringing things back and um, being able to like just craft a story, but which is such a like, it's a thing that people have done for so long and it's such a common thing. So to be able to take that and put your own twist on it, but also like make it so the audience doesn't see exactly where you're going with it was invaluable for me. And um, I think it taught me how to adapt. The program's mm -hmm. really good for that because um, you're working under these deadlines and the turnaround is like six weeks from, from first draft to last draft. And that's a really like, that's a time constraint I wasn't used to. I was used to working a job, coming home, writing in my spare time. Um, so to go to like a place for eight hours, a day five days a week and know like I need to have this thing done within this amount of time was really good for me um, it allowed me to turn out scripts at a much faster pace than I think uh, is the norm um, mm -hmm. so if it's like doing outlines or if I'm doing freelance work and it's a script uh, and I procrastinate which I try not to do if you're listening to this Karen know that I try not to procrastinate <laughs> but uh, sometimes it happens And there's been instances where I've turned scripts around extremely quick. And I don't think I would have that skill if it weren't for the program. Oh, okay. No, that sounds awesome. Because I, I remember Karen saying, like, one of the first things she does when people arrive is kind of look at the spec script or script they applied with. And then they kind of break that down. Yeah. And starting there. And so it's nice to see that there's kind of, like, a building up people and kind of showing them. And it's not saying, like, oh... You think you're all that or something, no. <laughs> but, you know, working with the skills that they already have to kind yeah. of take it to another level, which I think is awesome. Definitely. Um, I know one of the scripts I submitted, uh, we ended up having to go into it and we took out the A story. So mm. like 60% of my script were like, oh, this could be better and just cut it. And it's a much better script for that. I use that script um, when I'm going around looking for freelance work. It's one of the ones that I send out and it's been. Yeah, it's gotten me a, like a lot of work and a lot of good feedback. So I wouldn't have that if I hadn't gone through the program and like been willing to listen to Karen and trust Karen on the things that like she recommends me doing, like ch cutting a chunk of my script out. <laughs> yeah. It was for the better, you know? Yeah, that can be scary. And also getting used to being able to take criticism and yeah. feedback is, I feel, extremely important for this industry. Definitely. Um, just because I feel like as creatives our personal feelings tend to get very attached to what we're working on. So it can be hard to change or, you know, move things around. But a program like that seems like it would be great for just getting used to that. Yes. So would you have, or do you have any advice for any new writers or any things that they should be aware of as they're trying to start their career? Be willing to take criticism, like we just mentioned, uh, and not just looking for 
to the criticism that is, or not just looking for feedback that's like, oh yeah, it's good, and being content with that, mm-hmm. or you know, like the opposite of that is getting feedback and someone saying, oh, I would change this, I would change this, and you decide you don't want to take those notes. Um, I think if you're looking for criticism, you should be open to it. It's not always going to be the best thing you want to hear, uh, but it could be for the better, especially if you're, you know, going to someone that you trust for this opinion. Or um, I think also getting as many eyes as possible in your script is always good. I know it's hard to like approach someone and say, "Hey, can you read 35 pages of this thing?" <laughs> but uh, anyone who will. Well, you know, anyone you know that will happily do it, definitely take them up on it. It's nice to have another set of eyes to make sure your jokes are hitting, to make sure you're not uh, riddled with typos, like a certain writer named me that I used to (laughs) uh, do. So um, just trying to open up that, like, I know writing can be very personal. um, So you kind of want to keep everything to yourself. But it's nice to have a support group and a group of people who can look at your thing and give you good feedback you know yeah no that's i feel like that's great advice thanks um so knowing what you know now about you know writing Mm -hmm. and you've learned all this stuff you've got some industry experience what's something that you know now that if you could go back and tell yourself in the beginning when you're just kind of starting this journey what is something you would tell yourself Hmm. i think i would tell myself to just like keep doing what i love because there were points while I was writing when I wasn't out here where I thought, you know, like that's a dream, but I don't know if I'm going to pursue it. I'm not going to just pack up and move to California. I'm not, you know, like I guess I'm just going to be in Detroit for most of my life and this will be what I do and this will be where I work. And it would have been really easy to give up on that dream and not follow it. So to continue writing sketches and trying to do comic books and uh writing spec scripts like I didn't have to pursue that but I believed I believed in myself enough to do so and by trusting in myself and betting on myself I I don't want to say one but I earned a spot out here and Mm. it's so cool to like just think about how easily that I could not you know like I could not have my name on Craig of the Creek credits or Harvey Beaks credits or not know so many of the cool people that I do in this industry. So it's just continuing to fight for what you believe in. And if you believe that you want to make it out here, you can. Like, there's going to be roadblocks, there's going to be obstacles, but nothing should stop you from getting out here if that's truly what you want. I agree. Especially as, like, also being a transplant. Yes. Having that moment of, okay, do I just go for it and hope for the best? Or do I just wait here and, like... I don't know, especially lately, I've been feeling like if you wait for a perfect, it's never going to show yeah, up. Exactly. <laughs> you just have to just go and do it. So I've been working with like, yeah, good enough. I, I can make yeah. it, you know, make do. It's better than it's better than not at all. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So do you have like a favorite part about writing or what um, you're doing? So many favorite parts. <laughs> uh, it's so collaborative, which is great because they have to work with so many clever funny people on a regular basis to like every day I walk into work whether it was Nick or Cartoon Network or anything I'm like I get to go to this place with all these amazing people and I'm always looking forward to work which was not the case at some point a few years ago (laughs) so um just that like always keeps me going I'm 
it's almost at the point where like the weekend comes and I'm a little disappointed because I don't uh-huh. get to hang out with my friends at work anymore. Uh, so, you know, that and um, since I started working on Craig, uh, I've taken on more responsibilities. So like being able to go to voice records has been always like really cool because I'm a huge fan of voice acting. So to like spend a Thursday for a few hours, like getting to like watch the guys direct Phil Lamar or um, being able to like write jokes and everything and like know that like people I look up to or people I watch as a kid are gonna like deliver these jokes is really cool. Um, what else? There's so many things. I don't know if this could be the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's good to know that you're like so passionate about it and I don't know, I feel like that's a big part of why a lot of us are in the industry. It's just like there's so many different parts to it that we just love about working in it. Then even on those days where it's not as fun yeah. in comparison to like, you know, my friends who are in, you know, whatever that's yeah. not animation related, what they're doing in their jobs, you know, I still get to come in and I get to have my free icy and, yes. you know, <laughs> get some candy and sit, you know, it's not as bad. No, no, not at all. <laughs> but Okay, so we've learned a lot about you and your writing experience. Um, what are some things that you do outside of work to kind of refresh yourself and keep your creative energy just up and running? Um, I play a lot of video games. Uh, a lot. Like, <laughs> so many. Um, I watch a lot of TV uh, just to kind of like, one, to relax, but also to um, one of my teachers, when I moved out here, when I was in the writing program, was a guy named Fred Rubin, and he said, always watch TV, always watch movies, even if they're bad movies, because you're learning what not to do, mm-hmm. which is great advice, and a great excuse for me to watch The Room 20 times. <laughs> uh, so, lots of video games, comics, um, professional wrestling, I watch a ton of, uh, just to kind of like relax my brain a bit uh it's nice to just kind of see some like a a visual story playing out that doesn't have to do with a ton of words but just like body language and stuff like that has been really cool um so yeah those are a few of my hobbies i guess okay and what inspires you to bring passion to your job um i think it's just having this opportunity um so many people want this opportunity and I'm lucky enough to have it. So I'm always going to bring 110% to it. Um, especially like working on Craig, not to keep going back to it, but I do go back to it every day. (laughs) Uh, working on Craig is so important to me because, uh, we have an African American Lee and he's a young boy and we get to see his family and that stuff's really important. And it's so important to me and everyone on that crew that we have that representation. So, um, going in there and making these stories that I know people are going to see and connect with the same way I did when I was a kid watching Static Shock or something mm-hmm. like that is going to be really cool. Nice. Yeah, every time I see your crew, I'm super jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how do I get on there? Where, where did I miss the call? I so. put in the work. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it looks like you guys have a lot of fun. And also everything that you guys have been putting out has just been amazing. Thank you. So I'm really excited to kind of see where the show goes and how it ends up. Super jealous. You guys got Terry Crews. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I was so happy we got him. I suggested him once. 
and I was like, we should get Terry. And then we got Terry. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what? No one man should have all this power. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's when you knew you were too powerful. <laughs> uh, so, coming up to the fun question. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to animated movie or show to watch? Hmm. Animated show is King of the Hill. Oh. Love King of the Hill. It's so funny. Uh, it's just... It's a really good show with the jokes that like take time and I'll rewatch it over and over and I'll still find stuff I missed. Um, Bob's Burgers, I'm a huge fan of, as evidenced by my script. Uh, I'm going to go old school a bit and I loved Hercules the Animated Series. Oh, wow. Uh, Forgot about that. Well, <laughs> love okay. that show. Uh, Batman, Static. Uh, I get name shows all day. I love <laughs> so many shows. Uh, I recently bought the Static DVDs on Amazon. Um, not just because I work with Phil and needed something <laughs> to talk about, but because I love that show and I was a huge fan of uh, Dwayne McDuffie and mm. the mark he left on animation and comics. And so to just be able to sit back and watch those episodes and kind of study him and see what he did and, you know, kind of that legacy that he left behind, I would love to have even a fraction of that so he's one of my heroes that i look up to and being able to watch that show and kind of see where he was coming from is really important to me nice that was pretty much our last question so before we wrap up do you have anything you want to ask or add any final advice Mm -hmm. questions that just been burning on your mind this whole time Hmm. anything you want to confess did karen say anything no i'm kidding (laughs) uh (laughs) Um, uh, watch Craig of the Creek. It's super great. Uh, it's probably on by the time this is out. Uh, it's on the Cartoon Network app. So go there and watch it. (laughs) And, um, tell everyone, because I truly believe that this show is going to be something special. I would be saying that even if I didn't work on it, it is incredible. And it's something that we need. And I'm so, so happy to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. So glad we got to sit down and finally do this. They weren't going to stop me. They can't (laughs) hold me back. So I was going to get my interview, and I got it. You Uh, did it. (laughs) But thank you again, and I think that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's it. That's the end. I want to send a huge thank you to Jeff for being on the show. It's always great to see someone who's still so passionate about what they're doing. And on top of that, Jeff has such an interesting story, you guys. I remember the first time he told me it, I was like, what? And something that he didn't mention, uh, which he talked about after we recorded, was he was also a wrestler. So this just goes to show. It doesn't matter whether you're in the arts or doing whatever. Your background doesn't really matter when it comes to working in the industry. It's about what you're bringing to the table, that passion, that motivation. So for those of you who are trying to figure out if they should just go for it, go for it. And if you're looking for the perfect complement to this episode, I really do recommend Karen Kirkland's episode. She is another person who is just great and amazing, has so much great advice. You should definitely listen to her and check out her episode if you have the time. I promise that you'll learn so much from her too. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate, review, and share it. 
And as always, thanks so much for tuning into and being a part of the Animation Network. Are you still there? Great. Please don't forget to check us out. We're all over the internet. So come find us at places like Twitter at T-A-N underscore podcast. And of course, on Facebook at facebook.com slash animation network podcast. And our home on the web, which is theanimationnetwork.org, where you can see all the things that we do that are the Animation Network, all of the team members, and you can email us directly. You can see all the services we provide so that you can have support on your journey toward breaking into animation. So come check us out.